I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Tina Butterwolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh -huh. Rebel Radio is going down. Would you say Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to Rebel Radio. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to invite you to our very first Rebel Radio live taping, Tuesday, September 20th here in Los Angeles. If you're not in Los Angeles, it will be on the iTunes and SoundCloud for your listening pleasure. But if you're here, we'd love you to join us. My guest that night will be Jennifer Kushel, live on stage with me. She is a New York Times bestselling author, of Secrets of the Young and Successful. She's gonna tell you how to get your career right and give us some stories about how she got hers right. I hope you'll join us. We have free food from the Soul Sausage Truck and uh, free beer and wine from our partners. And the whole thing is brought to us by Honda Financial Services. Shout out to Honda Financial Services. Go buy a car and finance it through Honda. Hope you'll join us. Check out the Rebel Radio Facebook page for information on where to RSVP. And now, Rebel Radio. I'm your host, Josh Levine. My guest today is Slick, the graffiti legend. It's part of our Artwork Rebels series in partnership with Gorilla One. Shout out to Eddie Donaldson, my man from Gorilla One. We'll be talking to Slick, who's one of the true legends of the LA graffiti scene. He was uh, maybe in the first televised graffiti battle with, uh, between him and Hex. You may remember that. My graffiti heads will know what I'm talking about. And he went on to do artwork for Ice Cube, The Far Side. He was a co-founder of Fucked Clothing, Third Rail. And he, right now he's the owner of Big Dick's Hardware Store, uh, maybe the first graffiti lifestyle store here in Los Angeles. He's got some really interesting lessons for us. Uh, and some great stories of how he got there. But uh, among those, work smarter, not harder. For him, that meant not trying to get up everywhere, but focusing on the high impact locations. And he really talks a lot about his competitive nature and how that's driven him 
throughout his career. So I hope you enjoy this one. Like I said, some good stories coming up right after our EDM.com track of the week. our track of the week brought to you by edm.com that was sasky by faking bright that's on the your secret label go to soundcloud.com slash your secret for more and now slick So how you guys know each other? We're, we're back with Gorilla One. Thanks yep. to Eddie for making this yeah, happen. Yeah, we go way yep, yep. Like, how far back we go? Like, uh, I mean, my first experience, you know, knowing who Slick was, was, was it uh, Levitz? Was there Le it was Levitz? Where was the big battle? Probably. The second battle? Or the, it was at Levitz, yeah. At Levitz. Because I got, I got in a little late. I mean, it sounds weird saying that because it's actually real early, but <laughs> right. it was still a little late. And I went with, you know, a bunch of dudes from TCF and KSN. They're like, yo, we're going to go to this battle. You know, and I'd only been to Belmont. You know, uh -huh. Belmont was cool, but it wasn't Levitt's. You know, Levitt's was like this big shit, like, you know. Right. And I walked in and seen this dude painting the sickest, illest painting I've ever seen in my life. I was just like. What year was that? Was it 90 or 91, 80, like 89, that. maybe 89? It was 91. Yeah. No, yeah, it wasn't. I hadn't opened my store yet, right. so, and House of Pain hadn't broke. But it was like, you know, maybe I had, 89. I had yeah, seen, yeah. like, some yeah. pieces and some burners and a little character here and, mm -hmm. you know, a little b-boy dude there. And fucking then I went and seen these dudes doing, you know, the Freddy Krueger fucking may mayhem, just complete mayhem. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to be down with this shit. This shit's going somewhere, you know? Yeah. For me, looking at it from a business perspective, not just a culture. Cha -ching. Yeah, no. I was like, no, nah, I mean, I was <laughs> no, like, no. no, seriously, dude. I was like, wow, this is some real shit, you know? Because we were trying to do overalls for $20 and, like, right. a case of beer at a liquor store and shit. And I seen this. I was like, okay, this is where it's going. You know, I need to be in this lane. Yeah. That was I mean, the predecessor for reality TV, too, that, that particular battle and show. How do you mean? Because I... It was, it was like they had me up against this dude, and it was kind of like semi-reality, but oh, semi-fixed, yeah. you know. It was on TV. But, yeah, it was on television. Right. The second one was totally made up for television. Is that right? Because I had already battled him at Belmont. Right. And I was done with it. Yeah. You know? Like, I didn't want to battle him again. I was like, fool, you know, like, why, why must I like, do that? What, what? Yeah, right. what? Like, and then, but I got approached from the studio saying, uh -huh. hey, can you battle him again? And I was like, nah, I'm cool. You know, 
And then I found out he was going to battle somebody else to take right. my place. Right. And then my gear started thinking, like, why the fuck should this nigga get the fame, somebody unknown, right. to battle him? And I was like, fuck yeah. it. I, you know, I, I served him once before. I was like, dude, I'll do it again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I took it really lightly because we used to party hard back yeah. in those days. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. So I took it, like, really, like, yeah. lightly, like, whereas he was more in, like, battle mode and, sure. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, but he's a real but, serious dude. Right. Yeah, so I've Still. heard, you know. Yeah, so I've he's heard. He's a good dude. Yeah. I love him, but yeah. he's 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 serious, you know. He's he's Yeah. He's so wait, so serious. take me back to before that. How how'd you even get started? Do you even remember the first We're jumping to how I started grabbing? Yeah, now? yeah. Okay. Huh. Do you remember like your first piece? First time you got up? Kind of sorta. That's kind of debatable because okay. I mean, I was always, uh, from the earliest I can remember, I was always artistic. Yeah. And then I actually got into, it's weird because I got in through uh, popping and locking, uh-huh. which is, what, 70s and stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking like like I was in yeah. maybe Eighth third. Grade. I was oh, like really? third grade. That's in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah. And, and, and there was like these teen clubs. And I remember, mm-hmm. no, it was, must have been sixth grade. Sneaking into these teen clubs, you know, because I was really young for back then. But uh, my father would work in in Waikiki, so I would go into the teen club and and see these dancers, and they were popping and locking like the high school kids. And I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, you know, I was always kind of on the artistic side, and I, I love mimes and shit like that. So I was like, "Oh shit, right. this is like miming to music and shit," you know, like with yeah. popping and locking. I just you know loved music, so that was my my step in into. Even like battle mode and and uh, were you drawing or painting or anything no, before that? No, nothing. Not really. n- n- a little bit, but yeah. n- but nothing like in our what we consider like you know sure. uh, graph or anything like that. Yeah. And then uh, just being in the dance culture, you meet a lot of people into hip hop, and and it wasn't even hip hop back then. It was right. you know, um, and then the breaking came in. Yep. Then when breaking came in, then we had Rocksteady Crew perform in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and that was a big for Hawaii because. Uh, we had a lot of military uh, presence mm-hmm. in Hawaii, mm-hmm. so we'd get a lot of the East Coast influence early. Like, I wasn't really hip to West Coast hip-hop, right. but East Coast, military or whatever, come to Hawaii, so we have the military clubs and stuff. So that was my taste into hip-hop, and then I guess Rocksteady coming down, Doze. Doze was mm-hmm. flavor B-boy, but he could graph, you know? Right. And then that's around the same time, uh, you know, Style Wars came out and stuff. And, you know, yeah, we scribbled on walls before, like, you know, but, you know, mm-hmm. on some, like, stoner shit, you know. Right. But, um, but yeah, it wasn't until Star Wars I kind of clicked, like, wow, you know, these guys were, like, killing it on trains and things yeah. like that. And yeah. and then it was just on, like, it's, it's something, like, lit a fire under us. And, you know, I, I was like, oh, I want to be like that, you know. Is that right? And, 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 and you know, what's crazy is my father is from Brooklyn and in military and ended up in Hawaii. And his whole thing is like, you know, I worked my ass so hard to get out of, you know, mm-hmm. here and, you know, you know, and then met your mom in Taiwan and we moved to Hawaii and like built, you know, a good life for you. And then. Not my kids. Yeah. And now you're you trying go. to get yeah, back yeah, there and yeah, shit, you know, you like go. he just thought it was, that it was really ironic, you know, yeah. but, um, but then I, I uh, it's crazy. So we definitely had a hip hop like uh, scene in Hawaii, an early scene that was actually 
motor, uh, really influenced by East Coast. Mm-hmm. But then Booyah used to come down a lot, and they're West Coast. Mm-hmm. So they, they brought that little gangster flave and mm-hmm. locking, and they used to come battle a lot of fools right. in Hawaii. Hard, hard right, like Pop. hitting yeah, hard, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, worked, uh, you worked with them. Huh? You worked with them. Yeah, so yeah. I remember Cobra and them back then telling me, and Godfather and Rid saying, oh, when you come to L.A., look us up. So yeah. when I came to L.A., and I was actually supposed to stop doing graph. I came out here to do school, go to uh, art school and shit. Mm-hmm. They were some of the first peoples I hooked up with, you right. know? So, you know. Um, brothers. Yeah. That was, that's what, that was my fam. You know, mm-hmm. when I first got here, I didn't know nobody, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so that it came through music, through that's how I got into the art side of graph. You, you know? remember the first piece that, like, impacted you? Was it those? Well, that's the first time I really saw, like, a live piece. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've seen it in photos or what have you, you know, right. International Graffiti Times, like photos. Yeah. And uh, little video clips. And then, um, but that's the first time, you know, I, I saw it in person, you know, mm-hmm. even though I think it was just like a sheet or something he painted on and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, you know, mm-hmm. but just to see him get down like that. And then, you know, that he was a B-boy. So he was right. a dancer. And like, I just, you know, yeah. Yeah, he was the shit, definitely. It, yeah. Still is. Yeah, still is. My you first know? run in with him yeah. was at Water the Bush. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had never really seen anything, and I went, and I'm like, who's this nigga painting? And he, was like, <laughs> he had, like, long hair or something. I don't remember. He just looked different, I remember. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, this nigga's an acid, space-age fucking graffiti dude. You know what I mean? Like, I still have one of the old flyers. I was like, wow. Right. I mean, yeah, United Nations. At man. that time, it was like, Nobody's really doing that. It was all about wild style letters. At least my exposure was like wild style letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, a, a little b boy character here or there until these dudes took it in another direction. But I saw him. I was like, wow, my mind was blown. Zulu Nation. Yeah, he was. He was always a big influence on me. You know. Yeah. Um, it's funny. We've heard different things. You know, we had we had Risk on the show and, and Saber and. Um, you know, like the relationship between hip hop and graffiti yeah. seems like a little bit different for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, those guys, you know, I don't think they're really hip hop heads. Not at all. And right. that, that, that's what, and, and, you know, it was, but for us in Hawaii, it was primarily heads into hip hop. Yeah. Except it was, it, one guy who used to pop his ass off, this, my homie Crush, he was actually a hardcore, like death metal, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, yeah. like, you know, which was really funny, you know, but he he loved hip hop too, you know, in uh, yeah. the music and rap because back then it wasn't so watered down. It was actually pretty raw because it was like kind of similar to punk rock in a mm-hmm. sense, early hip hop, you sure. know? Definitely. Um, and so what was the, what was, would you say it was like the first break that you got? Like when did you start getting known? Well, I started getting known early on in Hawaii. Yeah. For, um, I don't know. What, what, because uh, I think it was a spot that I got up on. Mm. It was like a pretty crazy spot. And the thing was, I wasn't the most up in Hawaii like some other writers. Mm-hmm. Like there were some writers that caught the bus and they were all city or whatever. But I was more selective mm-hmm. with the few pieces that I did hit and strategic about it and got more fame from those particular pieces. So, you know, work smarter, not harder kind of right. thing. Nice. But it was at like a super cherry like bus stop around over the Waimalu Canal. Mm-hmm. And I guess people hit tags there before, you know, but it was the first time people saw a piece with a character, mm-hmm. like, on, like, where the, all the buses that go west pass it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It. So, yeah, it was, like, the famous spot, you know? Yeah. Uh, that was one of the, it was a big turnaround for me, you know? Um, 
about making noise with graph. So sure. Hawaii's a small island, so um, you can only make so much noise without raising attention with you know uh, law enforcement and course. such. You know, of course. And uh, it, it's tough because my father, police officer. Oh wow! You know, so he was torn because yeah. he wanted to support the arts, but you know, not right. his son doing vandalism. Not yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So so it was actually a, a family meeting and decided that I was going to stop doing it and mm-hmm. pursue a, a we knew I was good at art so I was going to pursue a career in like uh, commercial art or you yeah. know back then 80s like Suriyama you know mm-hmm. that guy that does all uh-huh. that chrome shit like yeah. I was like dude I wanted to be the next Suriyama you know doing like photorealistic chrome and like airbrushing was big you know right. yeah and I used to do that for a living in Hawaii too to through through high school you okay. know airbrush t-shirts yeah which actually helped me a lot when I came to LA because people didn't see that coming because up until I came on the scene, I guess uh, a lot of the characters were painted like really two dimensionally. And like, Mm -hmm. like uh, Eddie was saying, like the B boy character, like, and not that I wasn't into it. I I thought those were cool and everything, but I guess having that airbrushing t-shirts in, in Hawaii, like it kind of like it, it shone through in my work. Like, like, uh, so I started like applying those techniques to my characters out here, yeah. you know, yeah. and people were like, damn, you know, and uh, and then st- starting to add it, these like little reflective lights under like my character's noses and, mm-hmm. you know, like and uh, and adding lighting effects, which is unheard of, which, you know, because at some of these yards, we had a little bit more time and we right. could we could get in there and do some things which maybe they couldn't do on trains or whatever back in the day, you know. Yeah. So that was the advantage we had, you know, mm-hmm. and then I started art school. And then so my foundation art school started to kick in with the airbrush stuff. So, damn, that shit, you know, and then, you know, uh, undercover, I'd go bombing, you know, with the crew. So so my stuff looked very different from a lot of the writers that were out at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what opened a lot of people's eyes and even put me on the radar with that Hex character to battle. Right. Because I, I, you know, I till this day, I, I mean... I really had no intentions of battling him or knew who he was, you know, because mm-hmm. we had our our little circle of friends. I had my crew, you know, uh, K2S. Mm-hmm. But then also I would kick it with Risky and Dream and, 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 and Pooch, I mean, Green and, you know, mm-hmm. and Charlie. And even though we're all from different crews, but we ended up going hard, like in, in that early, like yeah. golden era of painting, you know, uh, for L.A., you know. Yeah. but. So, you know, just think about the battle. I think, you know, obviously that's a very hip-hop thing. Right? Yeah. That, that's from b-boying, though, yeah, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, and, you know, it, the battle thing was funny, too, because the first one, finally I agreed to, I found out who, who, who Hex was, and he said he wanted to paint. And at the, for the most part, if you wanted to paint with me, I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. I, I just love to get down, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's paint, you know? And he denies this to this day. He says, like, I knew it was a battle or whatever like that. But I didn't know it was a, really a battle. Like, I still pull that dumb card because I didn't. I thought we were painting. He's like, right. oh, yeah, you're going to go here. We're going to go here. And we're going to, you know. But every day you get up, it's a battle. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, every time I go paint or do even a tag or whatever, because so many people look at your shit, you're always putting yourself out there. And it's always you're going to be. Right. But I didn't know it was a battle battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just thought, like, okay, we're going to go floss our shit, whatever. And this fucking kid, this little kid Sid, brings me his outline, 
And this is we already started painting. I painted this little dude on a throne and my scorpion, and, and it was my pet scorpion. And he had already painted his castle because because mm-hmm. he uses uh, like rollers, which I thought was cheating back then anyway because I was such an aerosol purist, which right. is stupid. But he, he already knocked out his whole background and did like this fucking castle with a rat running out of the castle and shit. And um, I guess the kid brought me his outline and it said TSO, taking slick out. Because uh-huh. the name of his crew is TGO, you know, the, you know, and I was like, what the fuck? He's going to take me out. And then then it clicked in my head. Oh, okay. this fool trying to get crazy with me right now. Right. So I was like, OK, I had already painted the scorpion and, and, and me sitting in the throne, like kind of smoking a fatty. So I just put little rat tracks standing outside the mouth. Uh-huh. That's all I did. And put the tail of his the rat like uh-huh. hanging out of the scorpion's mouth. Uh-huh. And then I left, you know, and then the next day I came, you know, and I get I get up late because, you know, we party or whatever, like had our thing. He said, you know. <laughs> so whatever, I get there when I get there. And this fool had already painted like a Medusa character, like killing a scor- like a like a his interpretation of my scorpion. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, and I was like, wow. I kind of hurt me because I was my pet scorpion at the time, you know, little Bertha, you know. So. It was like then it was like oh this fool like okay he just he just killed my pet so right. so you gotta go hard. yeah so you know because I was just I felt like I was just suggesting it where now he's just like going in and like killing yeah. it so then I did an executioner chopping off his Medusa's head uh-huh. you know with with the little goofy snakes you know hitting their heads and shit because he's the goofy one or whatever <laughs> so then it got like a, you know that and it just went back and forth from there and then we didn't even know how to stop it yeah because we just kept going back and forth doing different things until finally <laughs> it was a circus I remember like towards the end like there was mad people like how many, how many people showed up I don't know, like in the beginning just a few people and yeah. then towards the end I mean I mean, I wasn't counting, but there was a lot. There yeah. was, I mean, I, it, it was. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating in my old age now, but I'm thinking like I, I feel like they were selling food and shit and, <laughs> and t-shirts and like you know like sunscreen. Those bacon wrap hot dogs are everywhere. Man. But you, you know what I mean? Like it felt yeah. like it was a circus towards the end where people were all like, "Okay, who won? Who won?" Yeah. And uh, basically, we're like, "Fuck it!" So we we met up, and he's like. We asked him, say, oh, so did you take me out? Because it's, it's his point, that was his point, right. was to use to, and he's like, oh, I, he goes, he's like, nah, I don't think so. You know, I was like, all right, I won then. <laughs> I was just kind of, that was it. It was yeah. like. Claim it. Okay, yeah. And I took it. And right I said, fuck it, I won. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, and, I think that was and, it. And, and then, and it was funny because then after that, the battle was done, but we had a production right there, right? Yeah. So. So me and Risky were doing aerosolics at the time because he was from WCA and I'm from K2S. So we made this like kind of neutral, not really a crew, but whenever we painted together, we're called aerosolics. So he's like, let me throw down an aerosolics piece right there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, and so we can get good flicks for like, you know, the mag or, the, you know, because we yeah. had the little graffiti mags and shit back then. Sure. So, yeah, well, we hit up, uh, you know, um, Can Control and he did a, um, he did an aerosolics piece, you know. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then everybody said I cheated. Like, like I got risky to do me a piece. Right. You know, like I was like, I didn't even have to do a piece to serve um, um, Hex. I mean, my piece was inside of the fucking the, the backgrounds and the S was cracking through the, the wall and stuff. I felt like I didn't even need a burner to burn them, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just funny. If it was like, yeah, risky, you know, he needed risky to come do a piece. I was, dude, the battle was done. You know, it's like, 
you so, know, but so whatever. What do you think, like, obviously, you, you know, you went to art school and you have that traditional art background as well. And, you know, the, like, no one else, no other types of artists battle, right? They, have, they show. Yeah. But there's not this competitive aspect. And I think, you know, that's, um, like, that changes the process for making art, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it must. Well, I don't know any other way. So, so yeah, I, I don't know how it is in, in fine art world sure. or, or whatever, because I'm, I'm yeah. currently transitioning into that now as well. You is know? that right? And, um, you know, I haven't really seen too much of that yet, but okay. yeah, I'm, you know, I, I see a lot of, I see some politics in there and stuff and I'm, you know, see the game a little bit, you know, yeah. but yeah. Um, it's definitely I, not head up though. It's not a sport. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, but I, yeah. But I see definitely it's like. Treacherous, it's treacherous. It's not a sport. Okay. He's like, okay. <laughs> well, the business is treacherous. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. The business, right? Yeah. Like all business. But, you know, I think it's interesting just that, yeah, like like you said, it is it is a sport. Like it's different, you know. But I like having the dope shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the bottom. Like, ever since I could remember as a kid or whatever, like I like. Having the dopest shit, dopest okay. styles, dopest, like, you know. Yeah. You know, it just felt good, you know, sure. like, I don't know, to, to, to burn, you know, like, right. and, and serve shit, you know. But, but that's, you know? What, you know, that's what I find interesting about graffiti, like, besides the fact that, it, you know, it speaks to me personally, but yeah. it's like, you know, other forms of art, you know, there's a long time passes between when it's created and when people see it and can be influenced by it. Mm. Right. Like, you know, the artist is in the studio creating and then there's a show and then it gets out and all mm -hmm. of that. Right. This is instant. So, you know, the evolution can happen so much faster because, it's, you know, it's going up. It's in public. You know, it's on social now. And so, you know, same day. Yeah. Everyone can take in whatever's been created and then and then get influenced by that and move, you know, build on top of it. You know, you know, what's crazy for me is when we started out, like we painted on our jackets, we painted on our shoes, we painted mm -hmm. on everything. We painted like if you look at all my I got early pictures from the, the early 80s and stuff, uh, mid 80s, like, you know, we were doing fresh shit on sneakers and, you know, on our filas yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and then uh, and, and even as far as like advertising campaigns, doing top to bottoms on buses or, or, or trains. I think it all comes from the graph shit. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because as while we were doing it at the time, we were fighting so hard to get that shit legit. And like, we want to be recognized as, you know, like legit artists and, right. and, and, and make that real money and stuff like that. And now that we're here, it's like, you know, like you, you can't take, when we were thinking that as a kid, like we didn't really take into the grown man stuff, like all For the sure. other factors that come into play and yeah, all yeah. the vultures that come into like try and capitalize on our, on our shit. You right. know what I mean? And and for whatever reason, like watering it down or making it whack, you know. Yeah. But you know, I'm I'm hoping, you know that you know the, the good shit will prevail. You know, like even after I'm gone or whatever, like people will recognize you know what I've did or you mm -hmm. know what I've done for for the scene or or, or you know. Whether it's you know streetwear or or street culture or, or just sure. graph or you know, but without graph there wouldn't even be this whole street art movement. And okay. I used to get bagged in the in, dude from my own crew and from my peoples yeah. for doing too much art Is that because right? I was more on the artistic side. Yeah. And Green used to always tell me, he's like, "Yo, slick." He goes, "You ain't a graph writer." 
He's like, you an artist, you know? Right. And I used to take that as a diss. Right, right, right. I was like, fuck that shit. Like, I bomb, you know, like, you know, and I used to get all defensive and shit, but he was right. Like, I was I was yeah. all more, like, caught up in the art aspect. I, I love doing dope shit. Like, yeah. now I'm older now, I actually learned to appreciate even the throw up. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as weird as that sounds, but the beauty of two letters, like, like I love that shit, or, or just just a few strokes and or a tag and you know like not that i didn't like hand styles or throw-ups back then but now i just feel more connected to it i think that's right. that, that i see more of the beauty in it you of know of course yeah as you step away yeah. from it it starts yeah. to become a little more nostalgic yeah. but you know what yeah. always got me off was the the little the little monk oh my little monk throw-up guy the, yeah the little throw-up <laughs> i remember what was that thing that was at downtown at that there the little art thing that somebody did downtown at that Grant the Grand, the Shark Club, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the first time I seen you like do it live, and I was like, that shit is fresh. <laughs> like a one line monk throw up <laughs> was in the, in the field was still <laughs> real loose super and clean. Yeah. yeah, super clean. Yeah. Field. That's cool. Like, this is nice. It's funny if you see how that one evolved too. Like I seen early pictures of that first monk when I drew it, like you know, like maybe ten years prior or whatever, and it just. It looked really stiff and like, you know, like I was actually trying to fill it in and all tight and stuff. But that's just doing it so many times and evolution of it yeah, doing it. Starts like to it, grow. it totally looks different from the monk I drew like 15 years ago or right. 20 years ago. Sure. You know, but, but yeah, and that was my throw up, you know, because yeah, I love characters and, you know. Yeah, but what was dope about that was everybody was like the, the R or the RS or the, mm-hmm. the letters. And then yeah. Slick was like, fuck that. I'm going to do my little character. It looks like me. Like, fuck it. <laughs> And it came off, you know. It's like oh, it yes. a lot of dudes tried to do similar yeah. shit. Yeah. Hey, check it out. Rebel Radio is brought to you by Wix.com. Do you need a website? No, let me tell you, you do need a website, and you can do it yourself with Wix.com. No matter what business you're in, if you got a startup, your music career, your uh, earwax collection—I don't know what you're doing. Whatever it is, you need a website. And Wix is used by more than 84 million people worldwide. It makes it easy to get your website live today. You can spend time on your business. Don't spend time building your website. There's hundreds of designer-made templates to choose from. Use the drag-and-drop editor. You drop in your images, your videos, your copy. And next thing you know, you have a beautiful website that you built yourself. It's fast. It's easy. It's free. We did it with rebelradio.net. Check it out. And you can see the amazing work you can do with Wix.com. You're too busy with everything else. Stop worrying about your website. Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com. Create your own website today. Send it to us and we will promote it online. All right. Let, um, let's talk about fucked for a minute. Oh shit! Yeah, that was definitely. Also, one of the early days for you. Well, yeah, and you. So, so yeah. I mean, you you went from you know being an artist to to a clothing designer, entrepreneur. Now yeah. you know you have multiple clothing yeah. lines. Yeah. Um, and we, we well, want to hear about the new stuff, but but how much tell time us you about got? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, first of all, well, like before we do that, I just you know, after, so the battle, you know, I'm sure okay. brought you a lot of notoriety. Um. You know how how big. How big did you get? Well, how around do you, that time, how do you, how do you scale how big you are? I mean, how big did my head get? Or how big, <laughs> well, you know, I think losing at that second battle was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay. Because I think if I had won that battle, 
my head would have got even bigger. Yeah. Because I was already at, at that age, I was kind of arrogant. Like I, you know, like we're do- we were dope and we knew it. Right. Sure. Like you know what I mean? Like we just you know. And that's what youth is about. Yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah, and we were all about like I saw some interviews from back then, and the, I was like, dude, for real? I said that shit. I sound like a fucking prick, you know? Yeah. But um. Yeah, we we were all about it, you know. Oh, what was I saying? <laughs> How big did you get? Uh, oh, oh, how big did I get? Well, I, I mean, a lot of stuff came out of that. Yeah. You know, because I met different directors and stuff after right. that. And a lot of commercial stuff came out of my way. So I don't know if you consider that being big. But, sure. you know, yeah. I, I, phone I, starts I, ringing. That's, you know, yeah. That's, that's big. So a lot of a lot of work came out of it. Yeah. Uh, but it was just weird, like getting recognized, like at that, like I'd be at the mall or something and some mm-hmm. old lady would be like, hey, aren't you? Is the that guy right? that lost to uh, Hex on TV or like, you know, like calling. I was like, what That's the fuck funny. does she know about right. my culture? But now I've kind of opened the gate, you know, yeah. to, the, you know, but it was. And I look like a poor loser on that shit, too. <laughs> like, I was like, it'll always be a hoax to me, you know, like, yeah, that's a funny shit. Because they try to interview me right, right when right, they, right. you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And some like. That's TV, you know. Reality TV yeah, shit. Yeah, right? no doubt. Exactly. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, so, and then how the clothing. How'd you get started with clothing? So clothing for me, well, being from Hawaii, T-shirts have always been, you know, I don't know how it was in Cali, you know, yeah. growing, but I know everyone wore T-shirts and yeah. some of the biggest guys in Hawaii were T-shirt companies. Like the two companies I worked for in Hawaii was, one was Cosmic Airbrush, mm-hmm. airbrushing T-shirts. The other one was Crazy Shirts. Okay, yeah. Crazy Shirts. Crazy shirt. The owner used to airbrush mm-hmm. on the streets of Waikiki. He was on the for- task force or something against graffiti. Oh, yeah. So when he caught wind somehow that I was on the, submitting designs and stuff for him and that I, you know, wrote or used to write, you know, right. or right. Uh, he really took it upon himself to, like, pretty much gave me keys to his art department in the sense where he, he told his people, like, hey, show this kid what's up. Yeah. So I was learning how to use the stat camera, wow. learning how to, you know, how to do submit comps and right. saw what goes on in the art department because I lived kind of in that area in Iea and I was in Halava. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough that, you know, I owe a lot to him to see how a, a, a company works, you know. That's huge. And I seen, uh, you know, all his antiques. He had stuff, you know, antiques from the sugarcane stuff and, and stuff from the 20s and stuff like that. And I was like, that, I guess that shit kind of stuck in my head because, you know. I wanted some of that, you know? So I right. saw his side, too, and he started as an artist, too. So I was like, oh, okay. Nice. But so I saw turning commercial, uh, you know, uh, artwork into um, giving it to the public through T-shirts mm-hmm. was definitely an avenue that I could do, you know? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I came out here that actually I started one with actually um, another gentleman you, you interviewed was Risky mm-hmm. called Third Rail. Mm-hmm. So I was painting with Kelly, and we, we there was definitely a void for what we were about at the time and stuff. I mean, there was, you know, your fresh jives, and you had, like, uh, you know, con art, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which is really, like, hip-hop, you yeah. know, kind of um, graph, yeah. you know? And, you know, you met Kelly, and he's so not that, you for know sure. what I mean? And so we yeah. kind of came, we're, yeah, like, oh, we're all about graph, too, but we're not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, you know? So we kind of started our own thing, Third Rail, mm-hmm. me, him, and Dante, you know? And then before that ball even got too big and rolling, um, Dante and I bowed out and kind of went our own ways. And 
and Kelly and his dad kept third rail going. Mm -hmm. And then I met um, Dan, um, who was just getting out of a bad relationship with Nadis Kapis mm -hmm. uh, for this name Fucked. So when I met Dan, it was to actually it was through Risky. Risky was like, "Oh, let's help my my friend paint this wall." There was the Synergy Building over here, and mm -hmm. uh, you know that Synergy Building, oh, Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah. That so was right next to Digital Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Kelly brought me, introduced me to Dan, and then Dan showed me his portfolio, and he had sick ass like, uh, I forgot what the name of his cartoon was, but he, he was a dope ass inker. Mm -hmm. Like he could ink his ass off, and then he showed me like a few um, uh, CD covers he did for like Marky Mark and. Yeah. And a few things he did with Nadis as uh, as fucked, so I found out from him basically he was getting fucked by Nadis because him and Nadis had a falling out, right? And basically, so he was kind of in limbo. He was a little bummed about that situation because they started putting it on the big baggy pants because mm -hmm. Nadis went to World Industries and started making big baggy pants with the fuck. And Eric was a little bit bummed about that, right? But. And then I was just getting off the third rail thing. I was like, ah, yeah, I was going to try and do this company, but I didn't, you know. But so me and him were kind of like knew we needed to do something. And we just were like, okay, you know, let's start our own graphics company and, you know, start doing mm -hmm. graphics. Mm -hmm. We're going to do like uh, a lot of stuff in the music industry, what, what okay. have you, like, you know, covers CD and, and yeah. you know, album covers and stuff. I was like, yeah, that's dope. And then I realized that um, he was getting fucked over from fucked. And I, I really liked the name. So I was like, fuck it. Let's take it back. You know, mm -hmm. let's, let's do fucked graphics. Mm -hmm. So that's how the whole fucked graphics started. And we did, the, you know, that one graphic. Uh, we actually did two graphics first. We did the, um, that one dude getting jacked on the subway car. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't actually getting jacked. He was, a, um, I guess, um, undercover or something. We found out later and stuff. But it was a picture from a subway book, you know. And then the Ford fucked logo mm -hmm. and uh, a few others. But, and, that and, Ford logo was Yeah, huge. and then we started making... We did a mural together. Did you ever hear from Ford on that? Yeah, we actually did. So yeah. we we actually we did a mural at for Synergy Studios, uh, uh, no, um, Rally Studios, excuse uh -huh. me. And the money from that we kept like a grand a piece or something, and then the rest we we said let it ride, and we we put it into making the Ford stickers, the fuck yeah. stickers, yeah. and some T-shirts. Yeah. And I said to see what happens, and then we started shopping it around, you know. And then the first ones we went to was extra large. Mm -hmm. You know, because like they were the guys back then, you know. Sure. And then and then we went to New York for something for for uh, extra large. And then we met the cats from Union, you mm -hmm. know, Eddie from Union and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it kind of went from there. And then we got into, you know, so, you know, it's just I didn't go in thinking that I was going to do T-shirts and stuff. But it's just I knew T-shirts from like, a you know, designing shirts, you right. know, from the get. I knew, you know, and then. You know what I was doing with the graph. It just kind of everything just made sense to you know, mm -hmm. and then no one was like checking for like graffiti art on canvas or nothing like that. You know, right. so to me that was just the, the point of less resistance. Like I could yeah. make actually money doing like this, yeah, you know, doing yeah, cool yeah. shit and shit that I actually wanted to rock. You know, mm -hmm. that wasn't out there. Like that wasn't that rave stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there was definitely a void when we, uh, I felt when we came in. You know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and the fact that Eric was so like punk rock, mm -hmm. and then I was so b boy because I come from the b boy roots, fresh off the boat from Hawaii, you know, like, and so I think our styles kind of like it's yin and yang. Yeah. It went perfect, yeah, because we were so opposite. 
you know. Yeah, I remember that shit was huge. Yeah. And yeah. then, I mean, we went from nothing to zero to 100 real quick, you know. In a few years, we built that shit up, opening up shop and, you know, dis- worldwide distribution, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, mad, dr- mad cash, mad drugs. Yeah. And that's, that was the downfall of the formula was the drugs, you sure. know? Yeah. Yeah, it's usually not good for business. Yeah. <laughs> so... And the, the fact that we were both on the opposite sides of the spectrum on the drug, because I, oh, really? I was into the go fast shit, and he uh-huh. was like, you know, going to slow, other, down. slow down. So, you know, we definitely <laughs> had yeah, problems, you know, meet, like hard yeah, to meet yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. with that. And then, you know, That's then funny. with the money, drugs, mistrust, yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of shit happened, you know, like I wish I could turn it back and shit. I did a lot of shitty stuff, like, you know, and, um, you know, and I'm, sh- I mean, I'm saying I, I can't speak for him, but I'm, Maybe he feels the same. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, you know, I, I talk to him now. We're 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 not besties, but we're right. cool. Yeah. You know, and 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 I'm okay with that. You yeah. know what I mean? Time like, has you know, a way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I'll tell you so, this: yeah. when I brought when I brought fucked into the store at Outspot 23, that shit went off the shelf like yeah, this, I bet. dude. I went I'm to sure. a, I was like a garage on. I don't even remember where it was, but I pulled up to this like garage in an alley, and Blake was there. Yeah, that shit. Uh, okay. And he's like, yeah, man, whatever you want, pick some shit. We got this, this, this. And I like, didn't even have enough money to get enough. You know, I think I brought like a G, you know? Mm. And the kids were lined up buying that shit when I got it at the store. I wow. Even, mm-hmm. I couldn't even get it back. Like, I couldn't even <laughs> reorder because, like, by the time I tried to get it back, you guys were like, shit was kind of falling apart. But, yeah, the one I liked was the bong. Yeah. The bong was dope. That was like pre. It was like a character. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, pre-cool yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, you know I what's funny? Is, yeah. I, I I like maybe a couple years ago. Well, this is when I wasn't talking to Brennan as well, but um, I was like, "Hey, I want to bring that back for 420. You know, like mm-hmm. do a 420 special for my brand. This is yeah. it or whatever." So yeah. I was like, "I drew it originally, so like, fuck it, I'm gonna draw it." So I redrew it, and I was like, "Hey, let's do it as a collab." And then you know, I put the original fucked logo on the bottom, just how it was, you know, mm-hmm. and I kind of crossed it out and put DZT over it, like in spray. It, which I thought was the essence of Graph and right. in what we do and with yeah. my brand, you know? Yeah. And Bernetti just didn't get it. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, he goes, well, it looks like you're kind of just dissing me, you know? And right. I was like, no, nah, it's, it's not, you know? Like, yeah. it's not really the case, you know? It's more like an homage to it. And it's like, I'm the original creator. Like, it, like so he didn't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So he didn't want so to. come out. So he didn't, he didn't want to do it or didn't want anything to do with it. Or maybe he just changed his image and he's onto some other shit and didn't want to fuck with the bong shit or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But I thought it was that and the Pepe Le Pew were like crucial designs for us right. back then, you know? Yeah. And I, I wanted to do it. Um, but yeah, he he was in, and then I ended up releasing it anyway. Uh-huh. But I took off "fucked" right. and I made it "fuck" in uh-huh. the same font, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's just so he he don't trip, you know. And you know, people still know. Yeah, people still know because yeah. it was the same font, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So so you've been through that experience, and and I know you had some others. Um, tell me what you know about partnerships. Partnerships, huh? I told you he's gonna ask the hard questions. Well, let me. Well, partner, partnerships are tough. I mean, it, it 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 is tough. I mean, the the problem is they say don't do business with people you you know with your friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's tough for me because I have to kind of like you to do business. Yeah. You know, so I don't know that that line is a little tricky for me. Yeah. With, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I'm more like. Don't do business with strangers. Right. 
So, yeah. and I'm kind of there. Which is not the cliche that everybody yeah, says. Yeah, people are, don't, don't right. do it with friends, right? Yeah. But the thing is, like, I feel if you're not somewhat of a friend, I, I, of course, everybody's, everybody's interpretation of friend is different, like, sure. you know? Yeah. But I, I definitely think they have to be some sort of, like, maybe people call it associate or whatever, mm-hmm. but I call mm-hmm. them friends, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know? Well, the key if, is having good choices when you pick your friends, yeah. right? Because yeah. if you pick sure. good friends, yeah. anything that you go through in that relationship should fare out decently. Right. But unfortunately, sometimes we pick, you know. Well, we pick friends based on, you know, geography more than an age, more than anything else. Right. Like, I'm just saying, like, you pick friends by default. They're either in your neighborhood or you went to school with them or you had some like not necessarily really shared interests and values. You just happen to be in the same room at the same time. Well, not with graph. Well, okay. I think well, graph okay. kind of brought me. Yeah, that's like, a good point. And, and you know, it and that brought me together with people from all over the world. Yeah. Like you know, like different ages, different like you know. Yeah. I kick it with hella youngsters still. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, not a lot, but yeah. I mean, and I don't sure. have a problem with it. You know. Yeah. Um, and I forget how old I am, you know, till people are calling me like legend and shit, like, you know, or calling right. me, you know, sir or whatever, like, right. and these are other writers and shit. I was like, dude, he's calling me sir and shit. Like, it kind of like, like trips me out a little bit, you know, yeah. like I just forgot that I grew up, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. But, um, yeah, partnerships. So what do you think makes a good partner for you? Well, the thing is I married mine. Yeah. And that's big. And that's really big, right? But and, and 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 it's tough, you know. I mean, like as good as it is, like I feel like I, I can trust the shit out of her, you know what I mean? Like we're tight, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, the problem is when you want to leave the work at home, or you know, I mean, leave the work at the office, and then you right. want to go home and just kick it or right. watch a movie, whatever. Like it's tough, or like yeah. even the car ride all the way home yeah, because we're yeah, carpooling together because we go to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm like a captive audience. Like right. I mean, I can't yeah, jump out of the it. car and uh, <laughs> slam on the brake. I gotta sit meeting. there and like, <laughs> right. like a recap yeah. of all, all the <laughs> fucked up shit that happened that day. All you know, who did what? Sometimes who did, it's good though. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's great. I appreciate that. You know, yeah. she 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 wants to talk it out, and you know, yeah. she she's she's sure. fucking dope. You know, but sometimes you're just like, uh, you know, like. Want to jump out the carpool lane, <laughs> but but you, you know yeah. so. But yeah, so it, it it's hard for me to comment on it because I married my partner, mm-hmm. so I, and we make it work, you know. Um, both at home and yeah. you know, we somehow manage to sure. to balance it all, which you know. What What about you, Ed? I know you've you've had a lot of partners along the way. Well, you know, I've been I've been blessed to work with some really great people. I think, you know, I'm definitely not the easiest person in the world to get along with. Who because would say I, that? I well a lot of people, but I, I just expect <laughs> I expect what I give. Okay. You know, out yeah. of relationships on all levels. Yeah. And I think professionally anyone that's ever worked with me will never doubt my work ethic right. or my ability to see the end of the end of the to see the end zone. Yeah. So, you know, as tough as it's been, people always come back and go, Thank you. You know, because so you, you pushed me to a place where I might not have been able to push myself. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I would have done a lot of the things I did if I didn't have some strong partners like Casey from Seventh Letter with Gorilla One. Like, I definitely could not have done that by myself. You know, mm-hmm. I had a vision. He had the soldiers and the right. street. <clears throat> um, even now with this weed thing that I'm doing, it's like I've put together eight people who have eight different positions in my partnership. And... 
you know, it's completely turned my business around. Yeah. I, I don't think I, you know, as strong and as smart and as resourceful as I am, I don't think I could do a lot of the things I do alone. So I, I'm damn near dependent upon partnerships. Yeah. You know, like even when we worked together, it was like I had that giant account. There's no way I could have brought that home without you and Raymond mm-hmm. giving me, you know, another set of eyes that I had no, you know, I couldn't see, you know, right. like I constantly bounce things off of you, you know, and I, and I, and I, I, as mad as I was when you'd shoot my shit down, I'd be grateful by the time I got back to my seat, you know, right. like, all right, cool. Now I can forget it. You know, if I had that partner in my office now, I'd probably save me a lot of time because yeah. I'm whimsical and dreamy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for all the partnerships I've had and I look forward to a whole bunch more, you know. I don't know if I would describe you as whimsical. I like that. Well, when it comes to, I'm, I have lofty goals. <clears throat> okay, yeah, lofty? I get that. Yeah, for sure. I have lofty goals. No, I, I think I can do anything. I think anything's possible. Yeah. And sometimes don't look at what it's going to take to get there and how much it's resources and cash and yeah. margin shrinks. And, you know, so I need that. I need that that reality check every sure. once in a while. So I got wifey, you yeah, know, man. exactly. And and I, she says a lot of things I don't like to hear a lot of yeah. times because I want to do this or I want to do that. I'm yeah, like, yeah, of course. You know, uh, we're doing big dicks hardware this year. You know, like it's like that's that's the new plan. You know, like yeah. and uh, you know she's so what, what, she's a trooper and she goes with it and stuff. But then you know, like she checks me with the money thing. And she's like, right. she's like, she's like, you really thinking you're gonna buy a. Uh, international metro just so you can drive around and like you know deliver right. like the goodness to everybody and i was like ah, yeah you yeah, know like I, think, you know, I was like <laughs> yeah um yeah, i'm funny. always like i always think of like the fun shit you know i you know and and before i think of really the cost involved mm-hmm. or how yeah, long sure. it's going to take or who i'm uh inconveniencing to make it happen right. or like, you know, like, but I just, I think I should not try to make it happen and manifest it any but way you possible. Need both, you, know? right? you do need both. But on that big dicks hardware, it's like, it's a genius idea. And speaking of partners, like, I mean, I think I called you a month, two months ago and I'm like, yo, how can we franchise this right. shit? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we find a couple million dollars and, and pop these things up in, in major markets where there's graph heads that will feed off of it? Because, mm-hmm. When so, we came up, we had to go to nine stores to get shit, you know, and make shit and <laughs> yeah. fucking cut shit up. And, right. you know, there wasn't a marker that, you know, dripped. It, it just was a different game. You had yeah. pilots and ultra wides sure. and then ultra wides went away. And, you know, now it's like the store's got every single thing you need to become a graph artist on all levels, whether it's your gear, whether it's your gear to work paint with. It's like <laughs> it's all there. Yeah. So if you put one of those in. New York, San Francisco, Chicago. I think it's, I, I already see it. In all the hoods, yeah. all these kids that haven't really grown up having to find the things that they need mm-hmm. probably could appreciate that. And 10 years, 15 years from now, it'd be like like a Aaron Brothers, or not Aaron yeah. Brothers, but like a Blick, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for a yeah. normal yeah. artist's yeah. store, mm-hmm. but with also some clothing and Because I feel and, weird buying graph supplies from an art store, to tell you the truth. Is that right? Like I, you know, I walked into this art store and they had the they had the spread. They had like every can, every brand, every you know everything Marker's you need. selection is off the chain. And yeah. but I still felt uncomfortable because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like and and you know, like trying to school me on certain tips or right. what have you. Like and I'm just like, 
some little uh, twenty-one year old. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, hey, on hey, anything hey, outdoors ever, yeah, sure. explaining to me what a yeah. Molotov marker does. And I'm I, like, it's it's weird. That's why I felt with my shops, um, you know, it, it's good because they're all, you know, it's writer owned, mm-hmm. writer, you know, and 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 I make sure I surround myself with, besides my wife, everyone I work with usually like wrote at some point or mm-hmm. is, is a writer or you know that's one of the first questions i ask when i even like interview people or whatever do you write you know like and to me that's important you know like yeah as as weird as that sounds but you know Absolutely. but i you know but i want people when they walk into my shop to feel comfortable like you know buying something from you know somebody who knows what's up you yeah. know i mean like, yeah. speaking on the whole writing thing right and it being important it's like you know you talked about advertising agencies jockeying our styles in order to gain fame for their clients and like full buses and top to bottom dedicated corners for wheat wheat wild postings it's like you know corporate america's definitely bitten the shit out of graffiti and permanence and it's just yeah you see it in sprite commercial uh, yeah i don't even mean just graffiti in the campaigns i mean the way that they get down in the places that they choose like like bus stop benches are a perfect example they were green at one point right let's all remember that they were green yeah yeah and then all of a sudden yeah the homie dave bought them all up for no limit records (laughs) yeah we we go and start hitting them and they're like wait a minute so this kid's writing his name here he's hitting 20 of these in one night and then he's going to school and getting some getting some girls out of it and like you know some free weed and shit. Yeah. We should do that for our clients. Yeah. And then it's like we go hit trains and buses and do top to bottoms. They're like, well, maybe we should take over the bus. So they yeah, definitely, we can sell that. you yeah. know. And if but if you went into a room with a six year old exec and you tried to explain the parallel there, he'd tell you you were tripping. Of course. You know. Oh yeah. no way. We. Oh, it's not the case. I mean, me and Casey at one point we were trying to figure out a way to. We wanted to do a book that talked about corporate. Mm-hmm. the corporate purging of graffiti styles and like make the, the the parallels in all of them you know like even the tops of buildings with the names on top of them it's like yeah. you know not saying that we started that but there's definitely it's been a battle you know for space mm-hmm. you know yeah. and now we're at a time where we're kind of we got some good space out there it's it's, it's a shame that there's not good artists covering a lot of that space <laughs> But yeah, yeah, well, it's an expensive hobby though too. Like as, as an artist, or like I mean, you gotta yeah, like just I know how much paint costs, and I, and I have a paint shop, but sure, but I mean, just the kid trying to get up and stuff, it did right. cost, you know, you you know, hell yeah, and, it does. I mean, there's definitely a cost involved. I mean, but it's gone to another level too, though. You know, back in the day, you get. 10, 12 cans, and you could get some real sick shit up, and you're done. But now the level of the game is different. 10, 12 cans doesn't get you anything. Just because the pieces are more Oh, it's complex. more elaborate. Yeah. yeah. You know, you yeah. got bigger wall space now. You're going two stories and a half a block. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it, you'd be lucky to get a, a fraction of that back in the 90s. You right. Know? And then the whole wheat pasting and stickering blowing up. I mean, yeah. that kind of added a whole nother dimension. You know? So where do you see Grav going now? Obviously, you know, you're talking about how it's, you know, it's uh, infiltrated the mainstream. You know, the medium's changed. What, what's the future look like? Well, uh, hmm. Well, I think everything's in cycles. Goes on. Goes goes in cycles. Mm. So, I mean, I see it in everything in, in the in our culture and everything like. Everything revolves. What was cool, 
Sure. Last week is not going to be cool. Next week, and yeah. you know, like, and it was cool ten years ago. It's coming as it was 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 whack ten years ago. It's now dope. And right. it's, it's so everything's in cycle. So, I mean, I mean, I saw a trend for a minute now going as far as graph is concerned is pulling towards that more. I don't want to say like retro or like like kind of yeah kind of like it's almost like retro graffiti or they call it hipster graffiti mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you know with the bubbles and, right. and 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 it simple styles simple simple styles and you know things like that and 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 it's just because wild style has just evolved like so gnarly right like you it's just it's like the parallel even with b-boying like everybody got all the power moves down like right. i mean how many head spins can you really do like okay yeah. i did like 8,000. Okay, well, I did 9,000, but right. you know what I mean? Like, it's like... Yeah, yeah take com- it back to the roots. So, yeah, so it goes back to style and what you can do, like, you know, with the footwork and the floor, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of like that because mm-hmm. everybody got the power moves now. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. got the fancy paint and everybody can, and can, can do the fancy the shit. spot. Right. And, you know, you, know, you yeah. drive down the freeway yeah. and there's all kinds of little yeah. center, yeah. center pole yeah. tags and throw-ups. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you from my perspective, I hope that it comes back to a to the roots of like you know not necessarily on the vandalism side of things because there's just so many toys out there just making shit look messy but i would love you know like we talked with saber it's like you know everyone's chasing retina Mm -hmm. everybody wants to be a fine artist and no offense because i know that that's where slick wants to go to because it's the evolution and I, i support evolution of a single individual artist and scene and movement but i'd love to see shit go back to the battle days where you know, let's take six cans or ten cans and two colors and go for it. Mm-hmm. And let's see what you can really come up with. Fuck your skinny tips and your your mm-hmm. hot purples and yellows and oranges and greens and, you know, the, the simple shit, you know. Because I think that's that it's cyclical, like you said, you know, and that's why I'm trying to get Saber. I'm like, dude, let's just do an, a real graffiti show. Let's bring mm-hmm. in some old, like a, a bus, like how Rick Kelly did the bus, you know, mm-hmm. like that RTD bus that he painted was mm-hmm. like, to me, that's what the shit is about. But for the record, I'm not chasing right now. But, I know. But, but, okay. I'm not saying but, you are. You know what I mean? I'm going to do my so, art so, regardless. So, you know so what I mean? Me, <laughs> I didn't mean yeah, that, yeah, so don't yeah, take yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah, I know yeah, you didn't. Yeah. Well, right. I so, do want to hear, like, how do you do you evolve your style, like, purposely, or does it just evolve around you? Like, so, you're, you you know, you mentioned you're trying to get more Evolution is just going to happen yeah. regardless. But I think almost I, – I, I see artists – when they, they click into a style that hits or whatever, almost an anti-evolution almost because they got to kind of keep producing that to get their money and, you know. Yeah. So that's not really evolution. And that's kind of, I think, my problem is that I'm, I feel like I'm forever evolving. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, I could do a tag that I did last week and I look at it and I'm just like, oh, like, you know, like, or, you know, it's 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 funny how like I feel like, and if I didn't feel that way, then I know I'm not growing as an artist or evolving. Right. But I gotta f- find that like, uh, know where to stop it, stop the evolution. Like, okay, like this is what I'm gonna market or whatever, you know? Because then mm-hmm. you know, so people can know what to recognize me from, you know. James, um, who do we hear about that from Roger? That remember he was showing a bunch of new stuff. We had Roger Gassman on, and he was. He was in the middle of a show and he was saying how like he had just changed kind of his style mm-hmm. and you know all these collectors were coming out and Looking they're like the this is not what I want. Yeah. And he's yeah. like you know it's going to take him a while. But see to- I and I can appreciate that though. Yeah. Okay. And when I say chasing retina 
It's not just simply about retina, but it's like a noticeable right. style yeah. that everybody wants to purchase because that's what it looks like. Of course. You know, as an artist, and I'm and, and I'm not saying anyone's not growing or growing. It's not what this is about. This is about the theory, right? Yeah. I like where he's going with it because you're, you're there. people are constantly chasing the shit, whether you're making the most money out of what you're doing or not. Mm-hmm. I deal with it. People hit me and they want this. And it's like, it's like well, I'm doing these now. Right. You know, and, then, and then, but guess what? Six months later, they want those and those aren't around anymore. Right, right, exactly. And I think that is more appealing than, than a factory that's, yeah. you know, binding themselves to a certain look or feel. You know, it's like with Revoke, he switched it and changed it. Now it's completely different. Right. You know, I'd love to see him dip back into his old styles because he was one of the illest graffiti artists, you know, of his time, mm-hmm. you know, as far as style goes. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Zess. He's like, you know, He's moving and changing now, and, and and the newest piece I saw that he did for this last show is out of control. It looks nothing like anything he's ever done. And I think that will bring some originality back to the sport mm-hmm. because now everyone's trying to coin that look and get hip for that look. Right. Sure. Back in the day, you weren't looking for that look. You were Like yeah. you said, every time you got up, you got up harder and different and right. f- more fierce yeah. because it was a constant battle to be noticed. It wasn't about doing the same shit. And then GK and Chaka came with the same tag and got super hot on these one tags. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see the scene get swirly where it's like fucking going at it and something different all the time. It's you know, but these kids are they're not they're not built like we were. You mm-hmm. know, they're just they're trying to cut that one thing that works and bleeding the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. You sure. know, but I will tell you this. The future of graph and it's being cyclical. I had a meeting yesterday with Julian's auction, and they're on the street art graffiti tip. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about doing is a Gorilla One retrospective auction where I would go and pull from everyone that was part of where we were and what we did. The OGs, not Great. the new dudes. Yeah, you know. And some of my homies would fall in that new dude cat category who aren't new dudes. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like Slick, Risk, Whisk, Tempt. Dream, like the all the old dudes that were there when the KSN dudes, you know, mm-hmm. like a real look at what LA graffiti looked like when, you know, the streets were hot, you know, and they're down with it, you know, it won't command the kind of money that the the brainwashes and the Banksies and the you know sure. those dudes will do, but yeah, it'd be good to take a take a look backwards and and re- like Kelly said, you know, know where it comes from, right, you know, pay homage to to who got you even in the game. You know, because like he said, if it wasn't for what they did, like these kids wouldn't even be doing anything. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's funny uh, that the whole like addressing that evolution thing is funny because, um, you know, Dante, who is original partner with um, yeah. me and Risk for Third Rail. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's a director, right? right. I guess directs spots yeah. and Super Bowl commercials Big and time. such. So he hired me to do a Super Bowl spot. Right. And he's like, yo, Slick. OK, here's the concept. Like. You know, uh, you know, they're they're showing the past and then now, mm-hmm. and then the past and now with like with music, right. with different things. Like they they showed somebody surfing like old school in the '60s, and then showed some guy ripping now, mm-hmm. and then showed somebody like singing back in like Woodstock or something, and then like now or whatever. And then they said they want to show some dude doing graph like in the '70s or something, and then I was supposed to be the now, you know. So I painted a burner like my now style. But he was, like, looking at it like, what the fuck? Like, right. he remembered me as yeah, sure. Slick, right. the 90s Slick, which was doing all the shady, shady, like, you know, reflected light. Like, you know, that that stuff, like those, like, super, you know, like uh, airbrush-looking mm-hmm. uh, productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of shocked at my whole production, which 
I thought it was a sick production, but it was all like right. kind of 2D-ish and clean. And, and that's just where I'm at right now. And, mm-hmm. and I guess he just didn't clarify that he wanted 90 slick, not, you know, right. now he slick. Because, now, yeah. Yeah. So you got now. Yeah. So right. I gave him now, but yeah. it's just, it just funny because I was just that's like, um, if I saw the 90s shit, if I did like an airbrushed mural or whatever, like, I would have thought that's some throwback shit, you know. Right. I'd be like, "What? That's a... yeah. and and that's yeah, kind yeah, of and they were more Roger and them were a little bit more specific in the Mocha when they 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 had an afterthought and said, like, "Hey, let's throw all the OGs on the OG Belmont wall right, and shit." Right, and right. they asked like they said, which I should be happy about because at least I got mentioned uh-huh. for the show, you know. I you know, um, but that's a whole nother story, you know. Sure. But uh, but yeah, so they threw us on a wall and and they asked for '90s slick, so. I kind of gave them a little taste of like what yeah. what what I used to style. do, yeah. you know. And yeah. I did like a little Grim Reaper character, but rendered like how I used to and stuff. So mm-hmm. they're everyone was kind of happy and stuff. But yeah, you got to be real specific with me. Or is it easy <laughs> to kind of go back like that in in you know in terms of your you know your process or your style? Um, for some things, yeah. For some, for those kind of styles are pretty easy to go back to, and it's more like a, a technique or rendering. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna ask me to maybe hit an old hand style, that might be a little tough because okay. I'm so conditioned to writing like my sure. own name or like my new hand style. Yeah. That's my hand style now. It's right. like my yeah, my yeah. writing. Yeah. So for me to write like how I used to write is a little tougher, you know. But I'm sure. But yeah, as far as piecing or or, or like. Doing a character or whatever, yeah, I can do like throwback shit for days, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, if need be. Yeah, if the price is right, you know. That's right. <laughs> Come so, on down. So You're I, the next so, contestant. So I know you got you got Big Dick's Hardware, and then This Is It. Yeah, is, is the line. Yeah. So we had a good run with the This Is It, you know. Yeah. Not to saying it's the end, you know. Like if something happens and you know we want to go hard with it again, it's there. Um, but my focus these days is more. Actually, on the sh- on besides my fine art career, mm-hmm. which that's number one right now, supposed to be, <laughs> but uh, and my shop, yeah. you know, so and and shops because we're talking about nice. oh, like Eddie said, like uh, expanding. I'm not sure how we're gonna do it, but uh, mm-hmm. whether I'm gonna do it on my own or if I'm bringing in a partner. But you know, we we have a few offers and people want to do it in different cool. different countries and stuff already. Nice. And we haven't even been open for a year, and they just like what we're about, and yeah. you know, um, the aesthetic of the shop, and you know, just the whole theme, and 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 it could actually help whatever neighborhood it does go into, like by carrying some of the local brands or whatever, you know, like yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. So the store right now is in is in Gardena. Yeah. So okay. we're actually uh, they not, call it not a, a retail hub. It's not the retail. We're actually like between where Gardena and Compton kind of meet right there off the 110, you know, unincorporated L.A., they call it actually. But, um, yeah, it's actually wouldn't be the most ideal spot, you know, I'd I'd put for a retail store, but it's my studio, you know, and and, and, then my my, it's, you know, so uh, it was my it was my warehouse at one point. And then we're like, oh, let's, you know, since we're here all the time, let's put a retail store up there. And, it, you know. And it was, bec- and it was actually out of necessity because it was difficult for me to find supplies mm-hmm. while I was working in my studio. Like I'd, I'd have to go on a mission just to get a can of paint, you know, or to get this color or what have you, you know. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's do a shop in the front, you know, kind of thing. And basically, it's my own paint shop, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, That's great. Um, it's own home paint shop. <laughs> no, I love yeah, it. you know, like. And it, 
you know. But the problem is I get high off my own supply, you know. Um, um, and, and so what about social media? How does, how does that change the game for you? Well, I think it, uh, it, social media, hmm. Well, they killed the whole streetwear thing, you know, I think. You know, as much as it blew it up, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, how, do, how do you mean? It just it made everything too fast and accessible and, and just it made trends even coming. Trends already were going in and out, you know, but I think with social right. media, it just so fast. It's yeah. Yeah. You know, and it helped that whole thing with brands popping up out of nowhere and, mm-hmm. you know, taking a part, part of the market share and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of fucked it up in a way, you know, yeah. um, as much as it helped. And if you weren't in at the right time you're kind of fucked in a way because then you, you got to kind of try to jump in, you know, like, and then, but you're already too late for this, so you got to wait for the next, it was just, it became more about that than actually mm-hmm. streetwear, you know what I mean? Like, and and and, and I I thought that was kind of fucked up. Yeah. Where it's it's so to a point now where, I, or either that or I'm just so out of the loop of streetwear that it's so not streetwear that I think it's like, it, it's like, it's gone so left field to me, yeah. you know? Well, it's definitely from, not from, streetwear anymore. From, from where we started, you know what I mean? And yeah, the people absolutely. doing it had nothing to do with the streets, right. you know? Like, sure. it's like, okay, why, why are you even calling it streetwear? I mean, you know, yeah. uh, it's like, it, and then and then when they were trying to, I guess, categorize streetwear or, or, or make this kind of empire for these people, these people want to make for themselves, or and, and, and they kind of took graffiti and cut us out of that equation and they're saying oh no you're kind of urban and you're right. graffiti you right. know like so you're not streetwear it's right. like what the fuck you know what i mean like yeah damn we created this shit you mm. know like but whatever you know i can't trip on it you know and that's the other thing that i get so dope having my own shop now it's like i don't have to worry about trying to satisfy a little buyer in the shop like eh, i don't know if that's gonna sell or whatever right. like i'll just make yeah. it and put it in my fucking shop yeah. you know and you know if, if people buy it they buy it if they don't i'll print something else you know mm-hmm. like it's it's all good it's my own shop you know mm-hmm. yeah. so that that's the beauty of and I, and i feel like i've always done that through my whole life like if avenues didn't open for me i've made the avenues you know like if yeah if, give if, me an example um Starting our brand or whatever, third rail or whatever, like there was nothing like it. So yeah. we had to kind of make it. Make it. You know what yeah. I mean? There was mm-hmm. no path really for, like, it, there was no cut open path for us to go, except like, you know, we saw the bushes and we're like, dude, we need to cut through this to get here to do, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we kind of just made our own. Yeah, it's like path. we can only airbrush so many shirts. Yeah. So now right. we got a silk screen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, and then it was like, well, I can't, I can only tag on so many hoodies so i need to i need to embroider these hoodies with mm-hmm. a tag on it mm-hmm. you know and then it's like well these jeans don't have pockets big enough to hold my spray can <laughs> so i need to make some jeans with bigger pockets yeah. right you know it's kind of like i can't rack wearing 34s so i need to go up to 40s <laughs> yeah things coming out of necessity That's more right. so than you know uh, you That's know, right. out of fashion. You it's know, like now, it's like now I look at these dudes, right? It's like, you know, we, we constantly talk about it. Like, you don't know if a dude's a gangbanger or a hipster, right? right? Because everybody yeah. wearing, he's he going to beat you up or give you a kiss, try to take you out on a date. But I do know one thing. I do know this. <laughs> I know he's not strapped. 
Right. Because he can't yeah, fit a strap in them 32s. The y'all can see the niggas nuts. He damn sure ain't strapped. <laughs> uh, maybe a little 22, like pea uh, shooter okay, in there. Okay, 380, whatever. I get you. You're right. Yeah. But, I mean, back in the day, right. and you know this as well as I do, all three of us do. Yeah. I mean, you had to act right, bro. Yeah, because sure. everybody was baggy. Yeah, you don't know what's happening. That's right. Everybody was baggy. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be in a lot of places where nine out of ten dudes had a pistol you couldn't conceal in some tight jeans. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm wondering where the street's at. You know, everybody's sipping on lean, slowed down, wearing tight jeans. Where's the right. street in, in all this? You know, it's just different. Yeah. You know, like I watched the morning, what's the morning? Wake up the Breakfast Club. Oh, break, yeah. And dude came on, they're like, you got to rap. Yeah. It's a rapper. It's like, yeah, yeah. it was on Facebook. You got to rap. We're going to put these bars out. He goes, if you play some old shit, I'm not going to rap on that shit, man. I'm a rock star. I don't even know who it was. Right. And whoever you were, I ain't, I don't give a fuck. So <laughs> you got a problem at Gorilla One, <laughs> holler at me. But they played the shit and he rapped and he yeah. didn't rap. Yeah, yeah, he just he said did. some shit. Right. And I'm like, really? Back in our day, put exhibit yeah, or you any get on the dude that show. was an MC, right? And give him a minute. And like Slick said, every time you go, you gotta go. Right. It's not just I'm a rock star. I'm gonna. Oh, I don't know, man. That's how he ended. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm like street. There's the street is gone. Yeah. You know the street's gone. Street's a bad word, actually. I think now it's like a, it's the anti word. Yeah. If yeah. It's, it's, me about it's, street, it's gone like, for sure. At least, well, around, at least. Back you know. in the day, I would not sell to a shop that called themselves underground right. or. Yeah. I mean, there was a few keywords, and I remember urban, the word underground, or yeah. so. And I remember this one shop had all three in them. It was like urban, underground, like <laughs> flavor. That's and, what I'm saying. And right. I was like, what the fuck? I, we yeah. got to sell to these guys because right, they just right. got the just, trifecta on this one. They're so wrong. They came back <laughs> yeah, right, so. I tell my daughters all the time it's like urban outfitters, dude. Yeah, you can go kill. there and be three different people when you come out. And I swear to God, you know, Danny boy, me and Danny boy had to get on the bus and go get our belt buckle and then we go get our Ben yeah, Davis sure. and then we yeah. go over here and get our shoes. Yep. You can go in one store and get laced up with everything. That's yeah. why I did Hot Spot 23. I was like, I'm tired of getting on the bus and going, and going to rack tips and going to do mm-hmm. this. So I had tips, markers, baggy jeans, you know. Is that why you had all those tips back then? <laughs> I, try to do, yeah. I, try to do, I try to do everything, you know, in one spot, at wow. least what, whatever was possible. Yeah. You know, and now it's just a hodgepodge. It's like you can buy your ACD record and your, you know, newest hip hop record at Urban Outfitters sure. and an outfit You're to all match. Good. Yeah, you know, convenient. Yeah. Really? Damn, yeah. I gotta go check it out. Yeah, you should. <laughs> have you <laughs> have, have you had like mentors? Who who's who's taught you the most important lessons? Mentors. Hmm. Or has it just been like, kind of happened? Um. Yeah, unfortunately, I wish I did have some kind of mentor. I guess you know, like more so, yeah. kind of guiding me through this. But sure. uh, no, it's. I think I probably learned more from the the fucked up people in my life. You know what I mean? Then, yeah. then the good people in my life. Yeah, for sure. You know, and um, <clears throat> you know, and and, and as, as angry as I was at them at one point or whatever, it just makes me sad or whatever. Like that's how they are or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've learned more. I would say I learned more from the fucked up situations or people in my life. Yeah. To to help maybe shape me to be a better person. You know. Yeah, I get it. Um, okay, I have yeah. a little lightning round. 
before we wrap up. Uh-oh. I'm trying to, we're, we're, we're trying to ask everybody the same questions. We'll see. Um, what do you know for sure? Who are you asking? You. I know for sure my meter is going to be up in, in like 13 minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not true. You got 415. Oh, we'll really? Yeah. I was just guessing. Oh, okay. I'm good. You got I don't even know that. Okay. Uh, well, maybe you just answered this. But what's something you used to believe and then decided you'd been wrong? Hmm. Eddie, I know you got one for that. What I used to think was true and now I think is wrong. Yeah. That I'm the hardest motherfucker walking the planet. It's a good lesson. Let me, let me change that. That I'm the hardest dude walking the planet because I was at a party full of 40 of my friends and somehow seemed to get stabbed three times and damn near die with all my friends standing around me drunk and completely dis, and disoriented. Mm hmm kind of changed my whole perspective of how hard I really, really was. I don't mean to get deep, but... It's good. Know. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a tough one to follow. It's like, <laughs> what what talent... What talent... I'm talking about my meter. You know, like... <laughs> like That's what I meant. Light in, we got to balance the uh, light and the heavy. I like it. Uh, what talent do you... Have you always wished you had more? Talent? Hmm. I don't know. I kind of pretty like my I, I like my skill set. Nice. Uh, um, that's that's <laughs> a happy place to uh, be. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, maybe a, a, I don't know if it's a a, a talent. Um, Maybe a, be better at power moves, like at b-boying, you know, because okay. like, I could never do the, the sick power moves like the boys and shit. too late for that, man. You know what I mean? It's too late for <laughs> that. That's a tough one to pick up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like busting the flares in the 1990s and no, shit like that. That's why, that's why I pulled to the art side of it because yeah. I didn't, you know, that it started to turn into some acrobatic shit, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. I was like, damn, you got to be like in, like. You know, you might so want to get a little should, more realistic. This shit was hard, man. Did you oh, play? so are we talking about something that we can still achieve? Yeah, or no, like, no, 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 no. It's just, it's just right, you know, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. Did you play sports? Uh, yeah, I played a um, baseball. Baseball. Played baseball. Yeah. Right on. A little bit of baseball. Racquetball. Oh, nice. I'm a big '80s racquetball. I love racquetball. <laughs> I mean, I would love. Nobody to see wants you none of this. A racquetball. That was fun in the '80s, man. No, but it's still fun. Some dolphin shorts and some striped socks playing racquetball. That's a video. That was me. But if anyone out there wants to get some of this at racquetball, like I'm still. You play? No, I played in the '80s with my grandfather. Okay, but you know. It's I'll, like riding a bike. It'll I'll come back. It, is racquetball the thing with the little the little feathers and the ball? And no, that's, no badminton. that's badminton. Uh, okay, no, okay racquetball, now he's trying to bag the, now. He's saying badminton. Sorry, I just saw Slick with the little, you know, the little. The little no, no, racquetball, you're in the closed room yeah, with the blue you're in ball. The room. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that one now. Yeah. Okay, what's yeah. the last great book you read? Last great book. Or is there, or is there some book that's had the biggest impact on you? And the 
Porno stuff don't count, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, do you read porno? I'm not here to judge. Uh, well, know. yeah. Right. I mean, I like that. You know, actually, in Hustler, they had, like, the good little stories in between. Yeah, and shit, like, that, he said book, not magazine. I'm making good stories. I don't well, know if that's funny. a book. That's the Extreme ownership. Oh, I don't know it. I don't know the author's name. I'm gonna look, look it, it up. up. It's really good. good. Danny Wimmer actually suggested I read it. I didn't read it. I I, I, I listened to. Oh it. yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Um, but yeah, way. extreme ownership. It really yeah. changes. Gives you a different perspective on how to do business. Okay. You start looking at things more like you do than I do. Yeah, Josh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump yeah. on that. I like it. Um, what about uh, do you collect? What do you collect? Lately, a lot of dust. In my warehouse, there's a lot of fucking dust more than Like, clothes. do you collect other people's art? Uh, not really? Not so much. No. Not so much. Toys? Um, vinyl toys? I do have a collection of, like, vintage, like, 70s. Um, it's from, like, Japanese 70s television shows. Oh, that's dope. So, like, the Kikaidas and the Kamen Riders and Ultraman. And okay. They call it, like, Kaiju and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I got into that more so than the designer vinyl and, and that stuff. Although I do have a few designer vinyl yeah. pieces, but not really. That's yeah. not my shit, you know? I like the vintage. Nice. Like, yeah. Eddie, what do you collect? I know you got stacks. Well, I mean, honestly, Josh, I don't collect much of anything anymore. Um, I used to collect shoes. I used to collect toys. I used to collect guns. I used to collect, I collect stickers. I mean, that's the one thing I have not been, I mean, I have giant tubs full of stickers, like old school, Dub C, Blood Abraham. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the one thing I've, I've not thrown away yet, but I got rid of my magazines. I gave away 60 pairs of Jordans or 100 pairs of Jordans. I have started to give away the toys, you know? I mean, as you start to get older, you start to, you know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So the only thing I'm trying to collect now is checks. Nice. <laughs> Real shit. I mean, nice. I'd like to have a very nice stack of cash checks, you know. Well, I'm looking at a lot of my, like, toys and stuff, which is cool. Like, I don't know if there's any, like, real value to them because right. they're more yeah. my childhood and stuff that <clears throat> I couldn't get as a kid. And I think the neighbor's kids had them. And I feel like, you know, my family never got them for me. Not that they couldn't. They just spent their money at other places. And, you know, so I felt like I needed yeah. to get those. So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, a lot of my childhood, like, I'm reclaiming some of that shit, you know. But know now, as I'm older, right. I mean. That wears off pretty quickly. Yeah, now I'm older. Like, yeah. I, I'm a, kind of where Eddie's is a little bit. But, I mean, I, I'm really partial to the car thing now. I mean, I have a 59 a, a uh, Impala. And, you know, and I thought, like, okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, yeah, yeah. like, Mr. Cartoon with, cars. like, you know, 30 cars or whatever. Right. But just being in it a little bit more, and then I'm like, well, that one's kind of <laughs> dope, and then this is kind of dope, and this of is course. so, I mean, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. I have, you know, the space for it and stuff. Like, Are you going to buy so, one of Pages? So, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm looking into some, I got a few in mind right now that, you know, checking out, but. Nice. Got to check with my. Partner. Exactly. <laughs> Make sure we don't get overextended here. Well, you already know that answer is no. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like so. Who knows? It might be like you know, big boy toys, and nice. you know now, you know. Okay, last two. Uh, what movie have you seen the most? The most. And no porno. Okay, it's a toss-up between. 
Clockwork Orange and maybe Santa Sangre. I don't know. Those are good. That's good. Those are my two kind of. That's good. Like, I like that. Hunger Games. Really? No. Yeah, I love Jennifer. But you, that's not the movie you've seen the most. I'm, I'm it hasn't been out long enough. Man, I've watched that movie. You just watch, you I, have I to got watch that it. Shit. I, try, I come in the house and hit play. Is that right? Oh, yeah. She's from Kentucky. I don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, Slick, you have a favorite, favorite DJ? Favorite DJ? Nah. No, there's a few. You know, yeah. like there's a few. Like, Who, I, Who's I, at the top of the list? Well, I'm kind of partial to some of my boys and shit. Like, you know, uh, Four Eyes. Mm-hmm. He he done some really like sick ass mixtapes for us. And my boy, nice. Crook, who did another this is mixtape for us. You know, cool. and then uh, Beat Junkies, of course. You know, yeah. so you know, I'm a little partial. You know, because I these are the that, homies man. too and shit. Yeah, you know, and then sure. they're all like talented in their own field and shit. Yeah. So, you know, um, that's big. But I had like all kinds of music too. And there's yeah. there's so many genres now and stuff and. And this new music, like, I don't even know who's DJing or who even made mm-hmm. the beats or whatever, but I got that shit, like, looping at my studio and shit, but it's just, right? it's so, I feel, like, kind of disconnected to it where I, I, I don't even know who it is right. now, which, if, That's to save I my feel. life. It's, like, like, it's, yeah. it's good, uh, it's good sounds, but it's just background noise with, it, like, a lot of new music. Like, I, there's no emotional connection to yeah. it. I'm just hearing. You know, it's funny now. I make the guys in my shop listen yeah. to a... Uh, Lex Bast- Lex Baxter Radio. Okay. Because uh, they try and put up like the, the, the you know. I don't the, know Lex Baxter. So Lex Baxter, um, it's like old jazz and, oh, and cool. uh, but um, like elevator music and stuff like that, you know. So, and then these guys try and sneak in, sneak in like hip hop or like electronic shit or whatever. Yeah. But when I'm there, I'm just like, nah, you got to have the Lex Baxter <laughs> station on. And it's funny because you hear a lot of the samples Right, right, right. Yeah, like in hip hop, you know, and I'm yeah. all day we're like, oh damn, is that where that shit's from? And you That's know, dope. it's like you know, yeah. so it's kind of cool. Like I hit it without really, you know. Yeah, put yeah. them on stacks. Yeah, that's cool. Stacks radio, right? Yeah. Probably hear a lot of samples yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Cool, man. Thanks, yeah. dude, for doing this. I appreciate yeah. you being here. It's good stuff. Oh, good, thanks for having story. me. You know, and Eddie, thanks for yeah. uh, making it happen. Always a pleasure. Always. Can't wait to see you again here the in the studio. Dope. Can't wait to hear it. Use yeah. my use my good side, please. That's right. <laughs> okay, that was slick in our artwork rebel series in partnership with Gorilla One. I hope you enjoyed that. I had a good time. I'm sure you did too. Like I said before, check us out in Los Angeles, Rebel Radio Live, our very first ever. Go to the Rebel Radio Facebook page for more information on that. Hit us on Twitter with any comments at Rebel Radio Net. Find us on Facebook or leave us a comment on iTunes. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio.